0: Welcome back, and if you're new here, welcome to the Highest and Best Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We're so happy to have you. I'm Stevie Hahn, who you may know as at Sold by Stevie. I'm here with Erica Kolika behind at me, Erica. We're seasoned realtors on the opposite ends of the country, and every week we get together to bring unfiltered veteran knowledge on a range of topics. Let's dive into this week's episode. We are talking about how to win multiple offers. Erica. How are you doing?
1: Oh, I'm doing awesome. <laughs> I'm doing so well. Better than the last it time.
0: Seems... <laughs> right? All yeah, my deals like are you... together. <laughs> so, I feel like we were both feeling the same way um, last time that we talked. It was like craziness with work. I know I had a lot of fires to put out. People, I was, you know, repair requests are like my least favorite thing. And I was going through multiple and two appraisal issues. So it was, it's just like so stressful. I know. And this week I'm feeling good too. So Same. I'm happy that you are as well. So, such a relief
1: to not have that added stress, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, absolutely. Multiple offers. Like, are you, how's your market there? Is this something that is still very common or not so common? Or like, what are you guys seeing in Florida?
0: Yeah. So, you know, if a house is priced right and it's, in a good area, um, moving ready. Of course, there's still multiple offers. That's, that's always been a thing. But um, I would say now, honestly, on my listings, like we're still getting showings, but I feel like it's not as crazy. It's not this back to back line out the door. And you know, we're still getting offers. We only need one, right. But I feel like before, like I was having to do all these crazy spreadsheets and going through all these offers. And honestly, it, it hasn't been like that same yeah
1: we're experiencing the exact same thing which is really interesting too because you know the agents I see that are out there really active the buyers agents they know that and so you know I see them trying to negotiate a little harder for the buyers whereas um, some agents that maybe aren't out there every day don't yet realize that the climate's a little different and um, you know are still coming in you know over asking or with escalation clauses but Um, you know, I think this topic is just so important no matter what the climate, because like to your point, if it's, you know, priced right and, um, is a great home, it it will have multiple offers no matter what the climate is. So, um, yeah, let's, let's dive in.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so there's some agents that I have, you know, talked to that are all over the country, and they've all really been mentioning that, that same thing. Like, yeah, there's still multiple offers, but it's not as crazy. Have you had to kind of set the expectation with your seller? Like, hey, it might not. Yeah, I know you've been hearing about that. The craziness, right? It's such a seller's market, multiple offers, over list price. Um, Have you had to kind of tweak things a little bit with your expectations with your sellers? Yeah, absolutely.
1: And I, as a matter of fact, I had a low appraisal the last time uh, we filmed and my sellers were like, oh, and it was only, I mean, it was like five grand on a $600,000 house. So really that's not much, right? And um yeah. you know he, I had a had a conversation with them like you know it's cuz they said well we'll just sell next year and I had to go sit in their kitchen and say you guys like this is not the right move <laughs> um yeah. you know but yeah you know that that was the conversation that we had initially you know when we listed right that hey you're mm-hmm. not going to get 50 showings it's probably going to be around like 5 to 10 Yeah, um, I think, I think it's,
0: it's really good in that initial conversation before you list to set that expectation. And I've been doing the same because at the end of the day, they're going to see, okay, that there's not as many showings and we're not getting multiple offers maybe, um, or, you know, more than five that they were expecting. And then it kind of gets put on you, right? You don't You you know, you don't look as good.
1: Yeah, no. Managing expectations are are super important up front because otherwise, we get ourselves in trouble.
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And then they're calling you. They think that you're a horrible agent. And now they want to hire their friend. Yeah. And yeah, I've really just been trying to um, set the expectation at that appointment and just kind of bringing up stats and then just sharing like my personal opinion. And then I even mentioned what I said earlier, that there are agents that I talk to all over the country and they're experiencing the same thing in their market. So I am kind of seeing this slight Um, and I think that's a good thing to say as well. If they're saying like what your client said, oh, we're going to wait till next year. It's like, well, no, no, no. I'm starting to see it shift now. I don't, I can't tell you what it's going to be like in a year from now. Right.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing, right? It's uncertainty. And especially when you're like already halfway through, right? You're f- through the appraisal, you're through the inspection, like you're two weeks from closing. It's like, no, no, you guys like, <gasps> and they were in their sixties. They had lived in this house for a long time, but um, we so got the deal done. right? Yeah. So it was really a little oh, difficult, but um, yeah, we were able to get it negotiated out, but um,
0: yeah, did it, you reduce it to 5,000?
1: Yeah. So uh, the seller ended up taking the $5,000 less. The buyer yeah. was already bringing $30,000 difference in appraised value. Wow. So, um, yes. you know, I, I thought I had enough coverage there, but, you know, some of these mm-hmm. appraisals, you just, you don't Procers. know, right? It depends on know. how they feel yeah. and, you know, it, everyone's different. And so you get um, what you get.
0: <laughs> I'm curious to know, you said that you went to your seller's house after finding out about the appraisal and went to their kitchen and had to have that conversation. What did that look like? I know I'd be so nervous. Oh, yeah.
1: You know, I honestly now after doing this for so long, like I, yeah. I'm i not nervous anymore, luckily. But, um, That's good. you know, in the beginning, it really was difficult. But, you know, anything where, especially depending on their age or, you know, I'll, I'll go sit down with someone in person if it's like a difficult yeah. kind of decision. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's I kind of joke like, you know, you put your costume on and you go in and you like dance, right? Like, it's, yeah. Yeah. you just, you know, you really just have to sit down, though, and look at someone in the eye and say, you know, and show it on paper, right? The net sheet and, um, you know, yeah. everything. So I just, I laid the numbers out to them. I said, look, you guys are on the market for four days. We had mm-hmm. 20-something showings. We had one offer. I was able to negotiate an appraisal gap coverage, mm-hmm. which is really saving us, right? Um, and so yeah. to really kill this deal over $5,000 doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. And um, yeah. they were understanding than after, you know, like that half an hour conversation. Yeah. (laughs) So, but I I,
0: I bet it, yeah I bet it made such a difference that you went to their house. Honestly, I don't think I've ever done that. And that is such a hard conversation to make over the phone. And I think it would make such a difference to be like, Hey, do you say like, I got the appraisal let me come by or do you so tell
1: them the result I notified them uh via telephone just in a conversation and he basically hung up the phone on me like literally and Damn. here yeah. so okay and I actually started crying after that <laughs> like legit I'm like an empath so like when people do stuff yeah. like that to me I it just like throws me off I literally was driving down the highway yes. and he's like what uh, Oh, uh, no. Oh, okay. Well, and then I said, oh, listen, you know, this is what's, this is what it is. And I started, you know, kind of talking about the big picture and he's like, I don't need to be sold on this. And he hangs up the phone on me. Wow. And I'm like, Ooh, okay. What? So it's like, you know, and then it's, you know, to me, I, there's a saying, the first one that talks loses, right? Like a negotiation. So oh, I, yeah. and you know, I'm, it's like, you're negotiating like with your client really. Right. But, um, you know, I, I let mm-hmm. it sit. I cried it out. I went on to my next appointment. <laughs> And um, Mm -hmm. he called me back like three hours later, and I said, "You know what? Like, do you guys have time today? Like, let me just stop by." And he said, "Yeah." And he said, "That's a good idea." And I go, "Okay, cool." So, I mean, I just I went out of my way to you know go there and sit down in person, but it it made the deal. I mean, if I didn't do that, they were ready to just close the book and try again next year. (laughs) So
0: no, that's. That's so great. I'm glad that you mentioned that. Um, all right. So what are some things that you do when putting in an offer for your buyer to try to stand out? So
1: number one, which I think you'll kind of agree on is just to get that offer filled out properly and in, in its mm-hmm. entirety and not leave any blanks and put a cover sheet on your, on your offer with the MLS ticket. So when it, you know, everyone can see what the deal is, Um, and then I always, when I email the offer over, I break down, you know, all the, uh, the highlights of the offer so someone can look at it very quickly without having to Scrub through the entire purchase agreement. Is
0: that something you're right.
1: doing too? I'm, I'm sure you do something similar.
0: Yeah. It's, I just think like, what would I want if I was the listing agent? You know, I'm going through these offers, you know, it's just nice to have that, that nice breakdown. And it kind of makes me feel like this agent has it together. You know, exactly. they're not just throwing it in an email and not even my, oh my gosh, I hate when someone sends me An offer, and they never follow up to make sure I got it because sometimes it goes in spam. And like, they never called me or text me. I have no idea who they are. So I wasn't expecting that. And then, like, two days go by, did you get that offer? And I'm like, seriously? What?
1: That's insane. (laughs) Well, that's the thing, too. And, you know, I think before you even write the offer, and, you know, a big thing for me, too, is like a lot of us know when we show it, like, if they're going to like it, right? We already know before. So, like, Call before you even show the house, mm-hmm. right? And say, gosh, you know, I'm going to show this. I'm pretty sure they're going to love it. What's the deal with it? You know, what's your mm-hmm. seller's position? And just make that initial connection because the worst case, they don't like it. And you say, hey, sorry, they didn't like yeah. it. But the best case is yeah. now you've got that rapport going, right? <laughs> so yes, that's what's so important.
0: And every seller has a story, right? Like, they're not going to be like, oh, no, just put in the offer. We don't care. No, they have a story. They have specifications. They know what they want. And so it's good to to ask that question. Absolutely. I feel like some buyers are scared to call the listing agent. Some agents here locally that um, help me sometimes, I'm like, oh, just call the listing agent. And they're like, oh, okay. Some buyers like they seem Yeah. Yeah. Like they're like nervous about it. It's like, there's nothing to be nervous about.
1: That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, ex- yeah. you can't, right. I mean, you just have to get over it. Like if you're, if you're nervous, that's your mm. clue to do it actually. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, I think, love that. Yeah. You honor that. Like, okay. It's like, okay, I feel this about it. Then I better go do it. That's like, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know um, but yeah, you definitely have to reach out in advance. And I hate when people just forward like the docu sign or the authentic sign, like Like, who are you? You know what I mean? Like, it's like their name and then DocuSign, whatever. And there's no property address in there. There's no. And like, you know, when you are a heavy lister and you have five properties or ten properties listed, um, you know, you're like, what? You have to go through it. And that's horrible. Don't do that. I kind (laughs) of.
0: I kind of feel like when I get that, I just think they're not that serious for whatever reason. It might just be that agent isn't exactly. thorough or detailed or just doesn't know what to do. And in my mind, I'm like, the story I'm telling myself is like, oh, I guess they don't really care, you know? Right. They're yeah. not serious. I don't want to work with someone like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's Um, that's true. Something else that I really like when I get a well-written offer breakdown in the email, um, like you mentioned the cover sheet and of course the pre-approval, but like CCing the lender on it just so that they can see like, hey, I've CC'd my lender on it. Here's his contact information. Please reach out to him with any questions. And then the lender that I'm working with always follows up with an email like, hey, I'm here. He justifies that this is a well-qualified buyer. And sometimes they'll make a phone call. And I like that on the listing side.
1: Absolutely, yeah. It so just that gives makes me that feel good. Added level of assurance. I, I, do, I don't copy the lender, but I'll have the lender call. listing Mm -hmm. agent. So yeah, same thing. But that's really important too because it just gives you that, you know, another layer of like added assurance that this team is on it, right? Like everything's everything's getting done. But I think, you know, mainly for me, I'm really good at like winning these multiple offers because I just like I went over the listing agent. Like I'll Mm -hmm. I'll literally be like, Great, like let's hang out. Like, you know what I mean? Like let's close this and let's go get a happy hour or something. Like you know, I mean, that's really just, you know, building that relationship if I don't already know them too, which, you know, yeah, it's, I'm sure you do something similar, right?
0: Yes. It's like a lot of agents say like, what, is, why do you network with other realtors in your area? Um, and a part of me, like in the beginning, I didn't really know why I was just like, Hey, I, I'm trying to make friends and I'm trying to learn. Um, and, Now I'm like, gosh, I'm so glad that I've been so friendly and made friends with all these people because when they have a listing and they see your offer come through and they already know you and, um, they know you're going to get this deal done and you're a go getter. You're going to work hard, um, to make it seamless for everybody. They're going to choose you.
1: It's an easy decision at that point. Even if your offer isn't the highest, like I've had agents come back to me and say, you know what? I've got this price. Will you guys come up to that? Yes. I really want to do this deal with you. Like Yes. Amen.
0: <laughs> yeah. That that's happened multiple times this year. And they're literally like, This is what you need to do to get it done. Yes. And I'm like, I'll tell my buyer and then then we're able to make it happen. So I think it's really helpful to have those connections. And two, also, when I'm on the listing side, if I see someone I know come through, I am reaching out to them first, hey, this is what we need, if you can, if you can make this happen. I mean, there's just so many real estate agents. So you got to stand out, build friendships, God, when someone like, is blowing me up, And is like wanting an update. I'm like, oh my God, you're gonna be so horrible for the next 30 to 45 days. (laughs) No. I I think it's good to. I love like, you know, the very detailed email. I love the follow up with me via phone call or text to let me know that I got it and maybe mention something brief in that text or that phone call. Like, hey, my buyers are really serious and bing, bang, boom, like some bullet points about them and and um, their credentials. But besides that, it's like, I do not want you blowing me up and asking me for an update or update or telling me more information, you know, so it's like go overboard
1: Exactly. I just had that happen to me. And I, uh, I literally like, and I was in a meeting and this agent literally had texted me like five different times, like paragraphs, like, and then called me twice. And it was literally like an hour. I I didn't, you know, I was like, not with my phone. And that was the first thought I had when I looked at it. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to have to deal with this guy for 30 days. Like, (laughs) but yeah, there's a, there's a balance I think too. Um, you know, when you're doing that. What I really love about working with Chris Kemp is that he literally will reply to messages and emails from my clients and I in real time. And that's so important because when you're in a multiple offer situation and you're getting ready to put that offer in and your client wants to know how much their monthly payment is or can they afford that $30,000 over asking that you know they need to write in order to secure the deal, he will literally get right back to you or someone from his team We'll get right back to you and get your questions answered. He's been in residential lending now for about 21 years, and he has been just so supportive of everything that me and my team have done. And I just see him support other agents by, you know, having luncheons or supporting their open houses um, in all those ways, too, which is also really cool. Um, his annual production, you guys, is crazy impressive. He's one of the best in the country at. million in loan volume every year with 468 single transactions. Like, holy shit. That's crazy. Hashtag goals, right? Um, so if you guys are looking for a residential lender, Chris Kemp's your guy. He's with Flagstar Bank. He's in the Metro Detroit area, but can do a loan anywhere in the country. Follow him on Instagram. It's Chris Kemp at Flagstar Bank. um, and yeah, just tell them highest and best sent you.
0: Another thing to bring up is how, you know, with the multiple offers, things are aggressive sometimes. Setting that expectation with that buyer, because that buyer can get burnt out really quickly, right? Putting in multiple offers. They get emotional. Oh, it. How do you so set hard. the expectation with them?
1: Oh, immediately. I mean, the minute you you... Um, start to work with me, you know, as a buyer's agent, mm-hmm. I'll say, okay, buckle up and put your helmet on because you're going to lose a few. <laughs> if it falls right in the world and, like, you know, you don't lose one, then that's really amazing because it's likely, yeah. you know, depending on what they're looking for. I mean, I, I even had buyers in the $2 million range this summer and they lost out on like two houses. Like, that's an, like, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you would think in that price point um, in Michigan, uh, you mm-hmm. know, it wouldn't be that crazy, but it was not So, um, yeah, I think just being up front um, immediately. Right. And kind of, I like to poke fun at things. That's always like helpful, <laughs> but what do you do?
0: Yeah. And that, I think it's so critical in that buyer consult. I, I love doing buyer consults and I love just, yeah, breaking down the process of buying a house and whatnot, but really having that talk about our real estate market and educating them, um, and setting the expectation of how things are with the multiple offers. It, it sets them up because otherwise, honestly, I notice that if I don't do a buyer consult, things aren't as smooth. I'm mm-hmm. having to explain so much more throughout the whole process. Um, and it's a little bit harder to do when you're, you're not in front of each other. Um, and then setting that expectation after they're emotional about a house mm-hmm. usually doesn't go over as well. So it's, it's I love, are you doing buyer consults?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I do them um, just like on the phone. You know, very rarely yeah. do I do it in person anymore. But um, yeah, yeah Hunter always have. And um, that's just, you know, the way I learned which is great but yeah I think it's something that you know just devote a half hour you know to what's your wish list and yeah. then okay here's what to expect um, because like without it right you're just like aimlessly walking through houses and then you're like adding live, mm-hmm. like as you're kind of giving you know oh and then yeah. they, they just don't even have a clue right you're not educating them and I think that's really a, a good key to a smooth relationship right from like start yeah. to finish.
0: Um, Sometimes I forget like I'll mention things and then they'll be like oh well What's a CMA? And I'm like, you know, you gotta really break it down, like dumb it down to the absolute basics. Like they don't know all these things, right? They have no idea what an appraisal is. (laughs) Or that it could come in low. (laughs) Like Yeah. They're like, What? Well, what what does that mean for us? Right?
1: Well, that's that's like the biggest shock too, I think, is like, you know, you know appraisals like they could be every which way. It does we don't know. You could have two back to back Mm -hmm. and they can be fifty grand difference. Like It's just really, that's, like, always an interesting thing because it's, like, really? I thought, you know, I mean, you even get some people, right, that have, like, listed their house based on, like, an appraisal, right? Like, Mm -hmm. which that's always, like, I always get scared when I see that.
0: (laughs) I literally had someone, I had a listing appointment last week, and we discussed the price, and they're on the fence about... Um, actually, listening. And I was uh, following up with them this week and I told them, hey, I actually have a buyer. And they were like, well, how much do you think that they're willing to pay? And I'm like, well, the house still has to appraise. I was like, you know, we might be able to push it. I mentioned a number a little bit higher than what I suggested at the house. And then he was like, okay, you know, do you know of any appraisers? Maybe we could get an appraisal on the house. And I was like,
1: No, (laughs) No. yeah, especially when that appraisal don't do that. Oh, that's horrible. Well, especially when it's not attached to like a PA, right? Yes. It's just a random appraiser with a random appraisal, and like that number is never right, like ever. I know. You know, I I know. So
0: I had to educate them and set the expectation. I I mentioned that you could have five different appraisers out there and you're going to get five different numbers and you don't have a real estate agent representing them to educate them on the market in that area. You know, they could be coming from out of town um, and some people are just doing it virtually now. So you really need someone there to educate them on the area, all the upgrades that they've done, all the comparable properties that we have access to that they don't. So um, I kind of mentioned that I haven't heard back from him yet. Oh,
1: man. Well, and the competition, too. Like, you know, I always like if I list if the process takes like a month or something or longer or even two weeks, like right before Mm. we go to list, I will just double check like all of the competition to see where we fall like at our list price versus like where everyone else is because. Especially like in in the city in Detroit, these condos, like you know, and you, as you know, condos, like they're all the same, right? Basically, so there's only so much you can push it. So you have to check if one mm. tried to like fire sale, and then it's going to screw up all the comps, right? So yeah, um, that's a concern in the city right now in Detroit. But um, outside of the city in the condo market, that's not really a concern. But um, with that kind of mass exodus that happened during COVID, like in Detroit, <laughs> it's coming back though. So that's the good news. But um oh. So another pro tip too, actually if the agent's like Instagram savvy, I will go like I'll always look up the person on Instagram and I'll like like all their pictures if I'm not already following yes. them and then follow them and DM them and be like, Hey, like I just showed whatever. Like and that's really yeah. helped me a lot in a few deals because they'll be like, Oh wow, yeah. like you know, yeah. so that's kind of and they get
0: to see that like you're an agent, you're producing, you're yeah. out there working hard. You actually have sales and um, they can see that you're a go getter. It can really go a long way. I always do that. But I also am just kind of curious. I'm like, who's this person? Who's Sally? Exactly. You know, it's like borderline
1: <laughs> creepy, you know, but then I'm always like, ah, screw it. Like, what's the worst thing that could happen? You know, like they're going to think I'm weird. and Oh, well, if, if, if we get yeah, the I house, d- it's worth it. <laughs>
0: Everyone that I encounter, I'm adding them on on Instagram. Usually, oh. Facebook not as much, but yeah, I know. Even I same I, thing.
1: Even in like, um, you know, if you meet someone socially, that's a that, yeah, that's a whole other time. I'm like,
0: what's your Instagram? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's follow each other. Let's connect I know. and yeah, that's super fun. Oh. But I feel like we gave all of our ideas for how to win multiple offers, right? I have Let's, one more, and then okay. Schedule the
1: inspection. Right. Oh, Schedule yes. the inspection when you make the offer. That's huge. Because sometimes yeah. it could take a few days to get it, you know, negotiated out. And now the inspection's like ten days later. But if you already have that scheduled and I love when I see offers and they already scheduled, yes. them, I'm like, oh great. So
0: like they're ready. Like they're exactly. they're gonna get it done. Um I have an email template that I have for all offers. I'm basically going in and kind of tweaking it to cater it to that buyer. But that's one of the things that I have in there that I always make sure I do. is like, Hey, I have an home inspector. I'll mention the company's name. I'm like, they're available this day, this time. Does this work for your seller? Like as if I already got the offer accepted, I'm already like getting to work on it.
1: It's like whatever you You can do to push it through, (laughs) like get everything done. But yeah, that, that's, um, that's super important too. So yeah.
0: Yeah, 10%. I, I love that. <laughs> awesome. Well, I guess yeah. that wraps up this week's video on how to win multiple offers. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at highest best. Highest.best. Right? Yeah. <laughs> highest dot best. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> we're still
1: best. new. <laughs> we're still getting used to this.
0: <laughs> I know. Well, um, and I'm at Sold by C V and we're, Erica's at me Erica
1: yeah at meet Erica follow us DM us talk to us we like to hear from you all that good stuff yeah
0: any questions all right guys we will see you on the next one see you bye, bye. <laughs>